0: So uh, uh, one of the things we're doing today is, besides the workshops, which you just uh, were here for, uh, we're also doing short presentations. So we sort of modeled on the TED Talks. And we, we looked for people uh, who would just give us some some ideas that would inspire us, uh, uh, people who are just thinking outside the box. We told them two things. Speak from the heart. Give us something to think about. Uh, well, in ten minutes or less, that was, I guess, three things, three things. So, uh, our next, uh, um, solo spotter is a, a man who, uh, really did do his own thing, uh, uh, in radio. And, uh, he now has over 300 podcasts. And, uh, how many, he has a, a million and a half downloads. Um, and he did, th- he did this without, you know NPR without BGO without his local you know, uh, radio station he did this on his own uh, please welcome Jason Crane of the Jazz Session thank you. thank you so today's session is podcasts and interviews
1: for folks as dumb as me 101 and I'm just going to give you a quick uh, little overview of podcasting and some tips on interviewing this is Amy Savini uh, from Orange Grove Artists she's also a singer and she's agreed to be my helper today Amy Cervini ladies and gentlemen uh, Amy's also been on the Jazz Session, as have Kyoko Kitamura and Sarah Manning and uh, Pete Robbins, who's on today's show. Jerome Sabah's been on. Vijay iyer has been on. Ben Allison, who's still here, has been on. This is like a big Jazz Session reunion, and afterwards we're all going out and you're all buying me drinks. So, uh, first, a little bit about me. Uh, maybe I'll let you do the ripping, if you don't mind. This is, this is Microsoft's new PaperPoint program, which you should get. It's $495. It comes bundled with Windows. Uh, so I'm Jason Crane. We can probably rip the next one since I already said my name. Uh, I started out as a saxophonist, mostly in the salsa scene uh, in the southwest, and then I went into radio starting in the early 90s, and now I'm a podcaster and a poet, which means I'm poor. And that's also alliteration or consonants, which is common in poetry. We can go to the next one. <laughs> Yay. A lot of people don't realize that a podcast is actually an acronym for pretty ordinary, downloadable, chewable, and snazzy technology. Uh, you should take a note of this Because someday your kids might ask you And you want to look hip uh, Podcasting is incredibly simple And for many people they, they find it a little daunting They don't even know what a podcast is How they might listen to it And so I'm here to, to take away the mystery It is basically a way to get music Or you know, the sound of somebody talking Or possibly banging a pan with a spoon Into your ears And it's very important that you know how this happens You're so good at this Uh, It is not necessary to have an iPod for a podcast, nor is it necessary to be wearing a cast for a podcast. You don't need either of those things. All you need is a computer that plays sound, because all a podcast is is an audio file. It's the same as when you rip a CD into your computer. It's exactly the same kind of audio file. All you need is a computer that plays sound. If you have a podcast, or perhaps a multimedia cast of some sort, that might be great, and then you can take it with you on the go. But as long as you can... Play music on your computer. You can listen to a podcast. Thank you, Vanna. Uh, My show is at thejazzsession.com. If you don't remember anything else that I say today, please remember this because that's how I sleep indoors and eat. Uh, Thejazzsession.com has been going since uh, 2007. This is its fifth year. Next month will be its 350th show. One and a half million downloads. It says right now 330 plus episodes. By next month will be 350. All of them, every single one, is available for free online at thejazzsession.com. This is all I'm going to say about my show. The rest of this is going to be about other things. But I do want to mention my show since you're here. Uh, So all of those are available. You can download them all, share them with friends. You can stream them on the website. They're all there for free. But the show is membership supported. Lee mentioned that I did this Uh, On my own. I used to work in radio. I used to work at WGMC with my friend Derek Lucas right here. And uh, after that, I became a stay at home dad and decided one day I would love to be able to do what I used to do on the radio interview people, but do it in my jammies. And so I sent out an email to all of the music promoters that I used to know saying, I have no budget and no audience, so please send me your artists. And luckily, people did, uh, particularly Tina Pelican right at the beginning, um, who sent me uh, John Abercrombie as the third show. And kind of from there, things took off because people knew who he was, even if they didn't know who I was. And now, 330-something episodes later, there's been everybody from Sonny Rollins a couple times and many other you know, big names that you would know, down to folks who were just starting out, which I think is really fun. And I think of the show as kind of an archive of what's been happening in the last five years of jazz, and hopefully it will be an archive of what's happening in the next bunch of years. So it is member-supported if you want to become a member, and if you don't, that's fine, too. It's free and always will be. Okay. Why I did the jazz session in the first place, and this is what the bulk of this little presentation is about, is that I think, and I I hate to say this, but I think your music does not generally speak for itself. It probably does to a very small subset of the audience that's educated enough to understand what you're doing, and then a slightly larger subset of the audience that doesn't care if they understand what you're doing, but is willing, as actually Pete Robbins says in today's interview, to let the music wash over them. There are those people, absolutely. and There are people who do not need the special knowledge that jazz, many people feel jazz requires, and they can just let the music wash over them. However, there's a reason that DVDs come with extras. That's because people want to know how things happened and why things happened and what the creative force was behind the artistic product that they're seeing. So I think it's incredibly important that you tell your story. A podcast is one way to do that. Uh, well written liner notes are another, a website with interesting videos or bio information. Many people do albums on Artist Share where you get a chance to, to let people see the process as it goes along. Anything that helps connect emotionally with the listener. Let's find out what's next because I don't remember. Oh, yeah. So this is a, uh, there's another person who's been on the jazz session, Faye Victor, who'll be speaking later today. Uh, many people know the album A Love Supreme. It's a John Coltrane album. It's a great record, and it's a record where the music does stand on its own, but. It's even more impressive because John Coltrane, as we all know, had to fight and kill a dragon to make a Love Supreme. And once you know that, the emotional resonance of that album just increases exponentially. Even if you can't actually physically uh, uh, kind of uh, line up with the idea of having to kill a dragon, just knowing that Coltrane had to is so cool that when you listen to the record, you'll never hear it the same way again. And that's why I think it's important. If he hadn't included that photograph of himself in The Dragon Inside, we never would have known. We, this album would have probably just gone into the dustbin of history. So why is it important to tell your story? And, and why am I even talking about this? That's not how you spell why, by the way, in case it comes up later on a, on a test. Well, first of all, I think it's important to actually have a story. Even if it's your first record and you're just out of jazz school, or if, like many people nowadays, during your first period of your first day of your first year of jazz school, you make a record and put it out. Even if that's the case, I think it's important to come up with some things about why you made the record, about your creative process. And if you don't believe me, let's consult this next very detailed diagram. Let's go to the Olympics. Every four years, or is it two years, or every 15 minutes now when the Olympics air, we hear a story... Of someone who fell from a 100-story building, somehow recovered, became a champion sprinter, and won a gold medal. Now, they tell us this far more than they actually show us the events of the person sprinting and winning the gold medal because even if you can't identify, that was the word I was looking for earlier when I said line up. I mean, come on. I don't even drink. Uh, even if you can't identify, as people who speak English might say, with winning a gold medal in sprinting, you probably can identify with fall- – well, never mind. Falling from a 50-story building. You probably can identify with the other things people have gone through, like overcoming uh, some illness or you know, having a member of their family die right before the big game or whatever it might be. Those are things that tug at our heartstrings and – That turns something that is incomprehensible, like making a jazz record for most people, into something that is comprehensible, like expressing your inner core as a human being. Thank you. You don't have to stand up here anymore. Amy Cervini, please, if you would. Thank you so much. And so in the minute or so that I... I actually have two and a half minutes left. In the two and a half minutes that I have left, which I'm going to use right up until this little bell dings... I just want to say to you, please, please, please think about the story behind your record. If you're in here and you're a music promoter, please talk to your artists about the stories behind their record. Don't just send a press release that says so-and-so has played with so-and-so. It doesn't tell me anything. If you're going to tell me that so-and-so played with Art Blakey, tell me that Jeffrey Kieser spent all of his teenage years learning every song in the Art Blakey book until one day he met Art Blakey, said, I know every song in your book, and got the gig. Tell me that story, because that's much more fascinating than so-and-so played with so-and-so. The number of press releases that are just those kinds of lists, which go right into the recycling file, are very, very large. But if you have a very compelling story, if you have something to say about your music, if you made that record for a reason, think about what the reason is. And if I can say one more thing about being interviewed for artists or preparing your artists for interviews for promoters, practice. I know it sounds goofy, but have a friend interview you and tape it, Lo-fi is fine. If you've ever heard my show, I still do a lot of them in my jammies, even though I go to artist's homes to do them, which is probably why I don't get into a lot of the big artist's homes. But anyway, uh, but tape it. Even if it's lo-fi, listen back to it. Listen to yourself answer questions. Practice the idea of talking about the things that matter to you, because it may be crystal clear inside your brain while you did what you did. But if you can't make it come out of your mouth in a crystal clear fashion, it's of no use to you. So please have a story. Practice telling your story. And help the listener. I'll say, I I have 53 seconds left. If you are a live performer, could you do a little of that at shows too, please? Please, please. I go to shows almost every single night of the week. I get talked to by a musician about once a month. Other than to tell me the names of the people in the band. I just want to know a little. You don't tell me everything. Tell me something. And I know people say, oh, I'm not a showman. I'm not an entertainer, whatever. I hope you are because I just gave you some money. So I would love it if, in return, you would give me a little something. Just connect with me as a human being. Tell me something about what's happening. You know, I wrote this next song on a train as the sun was coming up over the Alps, and I just had the worst egg and bacon sandwich I'd ever had in my entire life, and that's why this song is called Vomiting Out the Window of the Orient Express. (laughs) Tell me something. I don't care what it is, but just connect with me as a human being. That is what this music is about, is connecting as a human being, and we can do a lot more in this industry to help... Connect with people outside of our own fan base, outside of the rabid collectors. And we can do that by telling our stories. So, my name is Jason Crane. This is my email, jason at the jazz session.com. If you have any questions about podcasting, if you want help figuring out how to tell your story, if you want to send me a big bag of sequentially numbered bills, any of that stuff, just email me at jason at the jazz Thank you very much. Please stick around for everybody else who's presenting today because there's a, a, an amazing brain trust of people from here on out. Thank you so much.